This podcast of Out to Lunch is made possible by FSC Interactive, an online marketing agency specializing in social media, paid search, and search engine optimization. FSC-focused smart communications empowers customers to take control of their online brands. More at fscinteractive.com. Smart is their middle name. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937, now with more than 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. Online at joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management LLC, Luba Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. You may have heard me say this before, and you've no doubt heard other people say the same thing. New Orleans is a better place to do business today than it has ever been in living memory. And we're now competitive with almost any city in the country. If you'd like proof that that is fact and not just feel-good boosterism, today's show just might convince you. GE is the sixth largest company in the Fortune 500, and they've been quoted as saying New Orleans is becoming the hub of the South. And they're putting their money where their mouth is, in downtown New Orleans at Place St. Charles. GE Capital Technology Center has 70,000 square feet of office space. They're hiring 300 IT experts in all kinds of fields of advanced technology. And they've put Chief Information Officer Mike DeBoer in charge of the entire operation. Mike, welcome to Out to Lunch. Well, thank you. What a great place to be. A company the size of GE doesn't just stick a pin in a map and hope things work out down in New Orleans. The groundwork for this massive of an investment involves interactions with all kinds of people who benefit from GE's investment. Among them, the state of Louisiana, the health of the state and the well-being of all of us to some extent rests on economic development. And that ultimately rests on the shoulders of Secretary of Louisiana Economic Development, Stephen Murray. Stephen, um, thanks for coming all the way from Baton Rouge and uh, joining us on Out to Lunch. Peter, it's always good to be with you. Now, Mike and Stephen, maybe you could start by walking us through the decision-making process that led GE to coming here. I mean, it's, um, you know, I know there's some trade secrets in this, but what was the, how did the whole dance work? Well, I think, you know, in GE terms, we did a large study of across the metropolitan areas in the United States, and I think... How many cities would been looked at, roughly? Yeah. Oh, I would say initially there were probably 50 looked at. Wow. Um, but I think in the end, what really brought New Orleans to the top of the list was just the commitment to growth and the changes that we've seen in the business environment here. Fair and to say... 15 years ago, you wouldn't, would not have come to the top. I couldn't imagine New Orleans 15 years ago being at the top of the list. Okay. But um, now we see an environment that's totally different. It's completely an, a new city from my perspective. And I can remember when I was here in 1998, and I had a great time in New Orleans. But I would have never have come to New Orleans to do business at that time. So. Uh, now, now where would you come in from? Well, I relocated from France, so I was living in Paris before I came to New Orleans. And you came here because you like the way we pronounce the names of our streets? Absolutely. Carondelet, that's terrific. Well, I'm still trying to find where Giro is, but uh, nobody, <laughs> nobody can give me directions at this point. <laughs> so. But no, it's a wonderful city, and I think what I, the difference I've seen between the time I came here when I was a young kid and now is just phenomenal. 
right. in terms of that business environment. Right. Yeah, the uh, Steve, where, where did this uh, come <coughs> from? I mean, uh, how does it, uh, from an overview, these, did you know these guys were looking to expand somewhere? Absolutely. Uh, we interacted with G Capital many months before they ultimately made their announcement. Uh, in fact, Mayor Landrieu actually in New Orleans helped uh, with the initial outreach to Jeff Immelt, the CEO of the company, asking him to consider New Orleans for a significant project of GE. By the way, Stephen, that alone <coughs> says a lot right there. I mean, because these were issues, these were barriers before. I mean, you know, some regional barriers, mm -hmm. state, city. No, there so were everybody huge was working. There were huge barriers. You know, I've been secretary of the department for six and a half years. I still remember to this day when I told the governor, yes, I will be your secretary of economic development. I walked out the door. I got sick to my stomach <laughs> and, and not because I wasn't excited about what we could achieve in the state, but because I, I wasn't sure how we could be successful in the city of New Orleans because of the profound challenges that were here at that time. And what's happened since then has been absolutely remarkable on multiple fronts. So you, uh, I interrupted you, but you, you knew they were uh, looking. Yeah, GE Capital, uh, like, like most big companies that are deciding where to locate a significant economic development project, they go through a very extensive site selection process where they think about such things like the availability and quality and cost of talent. They think about incentives. They think about uh, how quickly they can get into operation successfully. Uh, they think about the character of the, of the community and so forth. And one of the things that we really... Uh, emphasize to GE Capital, as we have with many other technology companies, is that Louisiana graduates today are already working at many of the top technology companies in America. They're just not working for them here. And then if you plant a flag in the city of New Orleans, one of the great cities of the world, you will be amazed at the talent that will come to your door. And I think that's exactly the experience that they've had. And I think we're seeing that every day. You know, we've grown to 170 employees in a very short amount of time. And I'm constantly amazed at the talent that we see walking through the door. You get a lot of expats? Well, we're not getting a lot of expats, but we're getting a lot of uh, people who have such a diverse background from financial services, which really gives us an opportunity to tap into other industries. And that's something unique for us here. Uh, most of our other technology centers, we, we're working with sister industries, so there's a lot of like thinking, right? But here, we have someone who's worked in IT in a shipyard helping a banker figure out how to do an interface. That's an interesting uh, approach. And then most people, when they think of GE, think of uh, you know turbines or uh, locomotives and mm -hmm. things like that, but this is the financial services side because you're right. a huge lender, right? We're one of the largest lenders uh, in the world at this time. We're in 170 markets globally. And I think that's another unique thing that, that, that really comes together with us being in New Orleans. We have our employees here are now interacting with people all around the world. So we, whatever we're doing here, we're doing it in collaboration with other people in other countries working on different markets. So you have a person in New Orleans who's actually trying to solve a technology problem for somebody in China or somebody in France. So that's a great opportunity that we'd like to take advantage of. That is, now, one of the things that when you were selling New Orleans, uh, um, you must have been a good salesman because um, we, we didn't actually have uh, exactly the number of people he needed and all that. So you, it's been much more involved. You've had to work to develop those. <coughs> what is it? There's a program in UNO, isn't there? A well, that's true. You know, a big part of our efforts to cultivate the high-tech industry and G Capital was really one of the, the early, early major wins that we had in the sector is helping convince those companies that there's a pipeline of talent that's going to be coming to their door. A big part of it is building the pipeline of computer science graduates at our universities. You mentioned a special program at UNO. The state's actually funding an initiative that G Capital and UNO are partnering on to help create more uh, apprentices so that people graduate not only with a 
computer science degree, but with significant project-based experience. That gives them a talent pipeline that's great for GE Capital, but it's also great for other technology companies as well. I think the, the greatest opportunity that we see in, in what we call Sweep is that you're, you're taking someone who has had no exposure to enterprise type solutions and you're just throwing them in the pool and you're helping them swim. And so when these guys are done, they start when they're juniors and when they graduate from university, they're going to have two years under their belt from a direct experience point of view. You know? So when, I can't imagine when I graduated oh, from university. Yeah. That would accelerate a person's career by three or four years at least because you don't have to worry about, do I have experience oh, anymore? And to differentiate yourself as a candidate? Absolutely. Yeah. And then we throw them into another two years where we, we turn them into what we call certified engineers. So we have another uh, program that lasts a year that helps them become certified so they can work across the company. Right? So not only are they getting a career in GE, not only are they getting an acceleration of their career, but they're getting exposure to techniques that could take, they could take anywhere. When you think about it, Peter, the single most important selection criteria for most companies is talent. That's really what it's all about. GE Capital has been the leader with this UNO partnership, and now we've replicated the same idea, not exactly the same way, but the same concept of these university industry partnerships with IBM and LSU and right Baton Rouge, yep. with CGI and University of Louisiana Lafayette, and also with uh, Fortune 500 CSC and Louisiana Tech in North Louisiana. And it's helping create thousands of new tech jobs in our state. And, and when, you, when you're thinking about this, I don't know which one to address you, but I guess, Stephen, why would the state pay for a course to promote people for a billion-dollar company? I mean, in some sense, uh, well, you know, Mike's got uh, more money than we, we do, I guess, but uh, wh how does all that work, that, that give and take? Well, the key thing when you think about big companies, you'll often hear people say, well, gosh, why would a company, a big company get an incentive? And, and that's absolutely true. They don't necessarily need the incentive. The reason why we would provide incentives, they don't need to be here either. And so what usually happens with companies when they're selecting this kind of uh, location for a project like this is they start off with many locations, as Mike said, 50 or so. They ultimately get down to usually two or three places that offer relatively comparable advantages. And that's where incentives can make a difference. What we've tried to do, though, is instead of focusing on financial incentives, we're putting much more of our focus on providing high caliber talent and building our computer science programs, engineering programs, other things that help really build the total environment in Louisiana. And do you agree, is, is talent one of the, the biggest factors? Oh, absolutely. I mean, workforce is paramount to your ability to execute and deliver products for your cu customers. And I think one of the great things that came out of the agreement that GE and uh, the state of Louisiana had was the issue around how do we create a workforce of the future. So that was a significant investment on the state side as well as our side, but it was, it, the, it was built to help build a workforce, and that's what's important. At the end of the day, we have to grow, and we need talent, and so we might as well mold it. Peter, the most exciting thing, I mean, obviously it's wonderful to have 300 tech jobs, great salaries in New Orleans. It's wonderful to have this great partnership with UNO, but the thing that really has impressed me the most about GE Capital is the leadership they provided in helping the state attract other leading tech companies to Louisiana. It's made a huge difference. When you think about the IBM announcement, the CSC announcement, the CGI announcement, Mike DeVore personally helped us recruit each of those companies. Well, and, I, and participating in those and in, in helping other companies just benefits the whole ecosystem as a whole. That's the issue. We all need to grow, we all need talent, and people need careers. And having more people and more job types available is absolutely paramount to growing the whole, the whole program, right? Because one of the things that people do, especially in the tech industry, they're, they're looking for the next biggest project, they're looking for the next big idea. So you have to have an ecosystem that allows them to move around a little bit in order to find that perfect place to be. 
Now, our goal is to be employer of choice, so we don't want them running around, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, the more people that are feeding into the ecosystem, the better off we are. That, that's, uh, that's true. Now, I have to ask you this, Stephen. If we, um, um, we, we talk about like ripple effects, I mean, the fact, is, is that, when does that happen, I guess? You know, you, you plant GE here, and, um, and then these other companies start to come, up, come about. What? Well, there, there's two big ripple effects. Um, one is the obvious one. When you, when, you, when you plop in 300 new professional jobs and new ones, all those people have somewhere to live. All of them go to grocery stores. All of them buy clothes. All of them spend money at restaurants and so forth. That generates a lot of new activity in the market. Most small businesses in Louisiana, not all of them, but most of them get almost all their sales locally. So whenever we bring new activity, new investment, new jobs in the market, it creates more opportunities for small business. But the ripple effect that I'm most excited about is actually when we have a great company like G Capital, the Technology Center, it provides a signal to corporate America that this is a safe place, an attractive place to do this kind of work. And that's why ever since the G Capital Project announced in New Orleans, you're seeing this snowball effect all across the state in enterprise software and software development and leading companies around the world that are investing in Louisiana now. And it was really pioneers like G Capital that helped create that. Yeah, and you know, one of the compliments I heard when, when the GE deal was, was announced was uh, that, you know, when you, the other companies, you know, we've got an oil company, but they've got reserves here. We've got a shipping company, and it's great they're here, but they're here because of the port. These people could be anywhere. Right. And when you think about technology jobs, aerospace industry jobs, corporate headquarters jobs like international shipholding, there's no reason they have to be here. So when you're really talking about a much more nuanced opportunity, focused on talent, focused on quality of place, focused on creating an, an attractive ecosystem, to, you, to borrow Mike's word, in which they can develop. And as you get more and more of those companies, it kind of snowballs a little bit. And that's what's really exciting in my position is, we're now in the position where the snowball is starting to roll. And there's a lot more things in the pipeline that are going to build on the successes that we've already had. And when you're in the parking lot of the state capital, you don't get indigestion like you did the first day you took the job. No, that's not a, See, that's a, not that, that's a lot better. <coughs> now you're at Commanders. Things well, and Peter, up. keep in mind, like so much of what's happened here it could not have been anticipated seven years ago. That much better public leadership, the incredible progress of public education, the entrepreneurial sector that's taken off, the film and digital media sector that's growing like crazy, the $14 billion flood protection system. This is a fundamentally different place than it's been for decades. I mean, New Orleans has been one of the great cities of the world for, for many decades, but it's been a long time since it's been one of the great cities of the world for commerce, and it's getting there again. Well, that is, now, Mike, let me ask you a question. Uh, if, um, when you were a kid, were, were you ever in a position of like entrepreneurship or leadership? Uh, was there, was, was we, we always that kid? I had, I had my first job when I was 14, and I was responsible for mowing lawns for about 13 apartment complexes. Where, where was, was this? Growing. This was in Mountain Home, Idaho, up in, up in the Northwest. There's a lot of grass out there. Well, that'd be, yeah, that'd be. Well, and <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, this is where I, I give credit to my dad. He pretty much pushed me out the door and said, you've got to go find <laughs> something to do, right? <laughs> and so, at, you know, from an entrepreneur perspective and the ability to create things, I think that is probably the most gratifying thing you can do. And I remember the first day I arrived in New Orleans, and... I had my new little temporary office in Place St. Charles, and I was like, oh my God, I gotta hire 300 people. I gotta build out a center. <laughs> Nobody told me about this, <laughs> right? And so, and then after that, it's just been one great thing after another. We made our first plant in January of 2013, and it, it's just incredible the amount of energy that's going on. 
So. But you learned a lot from, from that, that first job, just Absolutely. undertaking. Absolutely. The first that... job was the one that made it. So. <laughs> and Stephen, let me ask you, when, um, when you run, what's your style of management? When you run meetings, is it a, a rigid agenda or is it a food fight up there in Baton Rouge? What, what does it look like? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I really believe in the concept of building a great team. Hiring great people with the right values, with a strong work ethic, with innovative, creative ideas, uh, and then creating you know goals at a high level, and then letting people run. So I, we have a very um, hardworking team, but it's also a very collegial team. When you do the kind of work that we do, we're managing at any one time right now is driving up like 150 different potential projects in the state. We're all over the state, 64 parishes, 300 something municipalities. There's no way to manage every single interaction that we have. And so at LED, the key is to attract the right people, support them, set the right principles out there, and then celebrate successes as we have them. And we've been very fortunate to attract just an incredible caliber of talent, folks that have interacted with G Capital, with other companies. Those are the people that are really out there. People tend to think of the Secretary of Economic Development. Yes, I'm in many of those discussions, certainly with G Capital, any of the big projects. But that those dozens of employees that are interacting with these companies day to day, those are the people that are really getting it done, and they're doing a great job. Okay. Uh, do you have anything? Uh, you must. I guess just saying it the way you did. There's a lot of irons in the fire that could there be announcements. For these. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we we're pursuing you know more than fifty billion dollars worth of new manufacturing prospects. We have uh, at least two dozen high-quality software development prospects today. We have multiple corporate headquarters relocation prospects. We have by far the best prospect pipeline that I've seen in, in, in modern history in Louisiana. You know, I've, I've got to ask you this question, though. You know, so much is going on um, in, the, uh, like in the chemical sector and then that gigantic project in Lake Charles. Wait, uh, can you just spend a second talking about that? Because the numbers there are staggering. Sure. Um, we, we're working a lot to diversify the economy, but certainly the single biggest sector of activity right now is in the chemical sector. And the single biggest project is Sasol, uh, a South African energy company that is planning a roughly $20 billion gas to liquids and ethane cracker complex. Now to put this in context, a large automotive assembly plant is about $2 billion Whoa. in investments. This is about 10 times the size of a large auto plant. Uh, 1,250 direct jobs, average salary $90,000 a year, plus benefits on top of that. This will be the biggest single manufacturing project in state history and the biggest foreign direct investment manufacturing project in the history of the entire uh, United States. They expect to break ground uh, either in the fourth quarter of this year or first quarter of next year. Wow. One of the things that we're hearing more about now is the uh, export of natural gas, mm -hmm. uh, which is a big business, could be a huge business for Louisiana, but so many of the projects uh, that we're seeing built in South Louisiana are a function of low natural gas prices. <coughs> Where do you stand or what do you do there? Well, it's really a national issue. I mean, the, <coughs> the entire country, manufacturing the entire country is being reinvigorated because of the availability of low natural gas. And in particular, the Gulf Coast states like Texas and Louisiana are benefiting from chemical industry projects that are taking advantage of that. Um, I think there's a balance to be struck uh, with exports. There's certainly a, a certain level of activity that even the, the, some of the opponents of, of uh, extreme exports like Dow have said is okay. It's really a question of how much. Um, our general view is that you know whatever they can develop in Louisiana, we think would be sufficient for the country as a whole. There's no need to develop those projects. In other <laughs> there states. we go. So we'd um, be the exporter. You know, okay. we'll, we'll probably have um, at least three major LNG export facilities developed here. One of them is already under construction. That's Chenier. The other two are also going to be in Southwest Louisiana. I think overall, at that level, it'll be positive. 
Uh, in terms of what's currently planned, what's currently permitted, I think is going to be fine in terms of avoiding any negative impact uh, for, tax, for, for uh, bill payers and for, and for industry. Uh, the question is how many more can the, can the system support? That largely will be a function of what the additional exploration activity looks like going forward. <coughs> now, I mean, most people tell me that this, these, these big fines of natural gas and the low price, it, it is a game changer, isn't it? I mean, it's significant. It is. It is um, you know, McKinsey Company did an analysis a while back, and they characterized it as the single biggest game changer in the U.S. economy you know, nationally. Here, we're thinking about the chemical industry because we're closest to that. But it also, for any kind of energy-intensive manufacturing, and not to mention just for customers that, you know, individual citizens that use natural gas, huge reduction in cost here versus many other places around the world. Um, it's something that's going to benefit the entire country. And what we're working on in Louisiana is we want to capture as many of the game-changing projects associated with that as possible, like the Sassol project, where usually they're going to consider Texas and Louisiana at a minimum, often a number of other states. So there's still a competitive uh, game that has to be won there. Well, Mike and uh, Stephen, thank you so much. Uh, you are, you know, everybody's got responsibilities in life but to one degree or another, but you two are dealing with massive amounts of money, large numbers of people, and plans and projections way into the future. It's been fascinating finding out what you're both up to. Uh, thanks for your faith in New Orleans and for the hard work you're doing that ultimately benefits uh, all of us. And thanks for taking the time to join me on Out to Lunch. Thank you. It's good to be with you, Peter. Thanks, Mike and Stephen. My guests on uh, Out to Lunch today have been Mike DeBoer, uh, Chief Information Officer at GE Capital Technology Center in New Orleans, and Stephen Murray, Secretary of Louisiana Economic Development. You can find out more about GE and the LED by following the links on our websites. That's www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. The color-coordinated Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. And you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Support for Out to Lunch comes from PreSonus Audio Electronics. Information about Baton Rouge-based PreSonus is online at presonus.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting and WWNO for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. I look forward to meeting you again next week for Out to Lunch around the table here at Commander's Palace. Till then, be well, be safe, be happy. Bye-bye. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, online at joneswalker.com. Additional support provided by Fidelity Homestead Savings Bank, Resource Management, LLC, Lupa Workers Comp, and 30 North Investments. Thank you.